Now, hey, Stellenbosch FC, what's been happening? We've been giving a couple of catch-up coaches, chats, uh, conversations. So if you are uh, interested in asking uh, the coach of Stellenbosch FC, Steve Barker, a question or two, please feel free. 0605842250. I'm going to be doing a quick catch-up uh, conversation with them. Just find out how things are going and in what is their first top-flight football season. Hey, you can imagine. First time in the top flight. And this is where they are. A lot of eyes, though, were fixed on seeing how uh, the so-called new boys on the block, Stellenbosch FC, uh, were going to fare come the end of the season. And they were baptized well, a couple of times uh, throughout the campaign, as you've seen the results. Uh, the Cape Winelands outfit were just starting to hold their own. Trust me, they were. You look at their log table position and you say, hmm, there was a bit of a change, not just in the weather, a change in the form, the results, the outcome, and a couple of uh, resilient exploits as well. That was just uh, just prior to the coronavirus pandemic lockdown. Uh, let's uh, catch up now uh, with Steve Barker to find out just how the break has disrupted this fairy tale resurgence. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Uh, evening, Robert. Yes, good evening. Thank you for having me. Are you down in Stellenbosch? Um, I live uh, not in Stellenbosch itself. I live in Durbanville, which is a little bit, uh, it's about a 25, 30 minute drive from Stellenbosch. So, uh, yeah, um, close enough. But you don't feel that drive. I mean, it's just so picturesque and beautiful and trafficy sometimes. Uh, how would you describe it? Yes, no, Rob. Uh, it is even a nice back route I take to work in the morning, so uh, it's a it's a it's a great opportunity in the morning to to reflect, think of the day ahead, uh, with the beautiful mountains in the background, and um, you know the Durbanville area is a lot of wine farms and uh, you know hills and that. So yeah, extremely picturesque. It's calming, soothing. Um, wake up in the morning, you know, open your window and see the mountains in there in the background. It's 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 awesome. I was just saying, as as you were being put on hold there, Steve, that it was actually quite amazing. And I feel kind of sorry for you as well, as I'm sure uh, the entire world, we're all in the same predicament. Lives have been lost. I counted uh, what's happening in the Americas, etc. But for you as a club, yes. give me a personal opinion of, of, of how much of a setback has this been and how have you been able to arrange or rearrange things, so to speak? Um, yeah, but as you say, you know, it's, it's obviously a, a global pandemic and it's affected uh, everyone worldwide. So, you know, one, if there's any solace that one can take that it's not just, uh, us, you know, there's, there's, there's perhaps other countries that are in, in worse positions than we are. And hopefully we, we won't ever get to, to those positions. But yeah, it has been disruptive. Um, you know, as you, as, uh, you said, you know, we had sort of built a, a bit of a sort of momentum going, although our last game against, uh, Sundowns was a one nil loss and, and the loss away to Maritzburg. But uh, I felt that uh, in January we we done some really good business. I thought, you know, bringing in uh, players like Nathan Sincala and Granville Scott uh, into the squad, uh, and Ali Msengi, the young Tanzanian, amongst others, uh, I thought that we'd done really good business uh, in the January transfer. Uh, and it showed in our results, um, you know, over the January, February um, months, uh, we, we sort of uh, got some good form and uh, showed the capability that, uh, you know, we belong in this league and and we're here for the long term. Um, so it is disruptive. Um, mm. So, yeah, we'll see when we get back. Hopefully, you know, we can manage it well and, and get ourselves back up to speed uh, and even be stronger than before. 
Never easy playing against Baraka and managing three points. Never easy playing against the Ipurwana City and getting three points. And you talk about that January period, and that's exactly what happened. Was that part of that turnaround? Um, yes, Robert. Uh, in, in, in late December, we, we played Baraka away from home, and um, it, it was the last game of the first round. And had we lost that, we would have been rock bottom um, going into the festive period and the, and the mini break that we had. So that was a, a very good victory for us. And then we followed up with another victory against Baraka about a month later in Cape Town. And obviously Polokwane. So we've done the double over, you know, the Baraka and Polokwane, which is key uh, in your first season when you, you know, competing with teams in and around you at, at that sort of end of the table. Uh, it's important that you don't lose those matches. And so, yeah, to, to have got six points against both teams, um, was really massive for us um, and uh, it was important for us uh, we had a tough first round and that we played 10 away games out of the 15 um, and the second round I always knew that uh, with the 10 home games uh, including the Cape Town City game would, would make it 11 out of 15 in Cape Town uh, it would be you know huge for us so it, it did seem to turn out that way out of the next six games we've got another four also in Cape Town so Hopefully we can push on and kick on and uh, obviously our first priority is, is to get away even further from, from the bottom two positions in, in the log table. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can get some good results and even um, surprise everybody and, and maybe even challenge for a top eight position. Sure. Okay. I think that's a fair call, though. I was going to ask you because you were talking about the teams from up north and you got the positive results as we've spoken. And the trip to Toyando. Do you think that was maybe just on the back-to-back uh, victories with Burwan and Baraka? Maybe a step too far. A lot of teams struggled there. They got a great, vibrant atmosphere, fans, and obviously the heat. Yes, no, Robert. It was a tough, tough uh, trip away from home, that one. And um, exactly as you say, it was just, uh, you know, we were desperate to, to get something from the game, even if it was a point um, from the game. And... Uh, uh, they were really good on the day, and uh, the crowd got behind them. It was a good crowd, and then they played some really good football against us. But uh, we were able to equalize, and uh, I thought with that equalizer, we could maybe hold out and get a point, which would have been massive. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Tabu Matlaba scored a magnificent goal, uh, I think, in the 84th minute, uh, which sealed the victory for them. Now, a question that so many are asking, I was going to get to it, but then I see on Twitter, the minute they found out that I'm chatting to you, Freddie Gozen and Patella says, uh, please ask Coach Barker, why is he not playing Morgan Gould? What's happened? <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, Rob. Uh, obviously, there's uh, you know, always competition for, for places in the team. We've got some really, uh, you know, in the centre-back department, we've got some good real quality in Morgan, uh, in players like Robin Johannes, Rafael Ruda, Sibusis and Tetwa. Um, so yeah, the competition uh, is never easy. Uh, Morgan has been uh, really good for us uh, throughout the season, both on on the field as well as off the field. One of the reasons we brought him to the club was, you know, just his experience to help the youngsters uh, in our maiden PSL uh, season. Um, you know that he could just uh, we could use his experience and and his professionalism and his sort of attitude that he's had throughout his career. You know, to be a catalyst for our youngsters to see what it takes to to have such a esteemed uh, career. So, Morgan has been really good for us, and uh, will continue to to be so till the end of the season. So he'll stay in the books. Um, Rob will obviously with the season now. We're not sure when we'll return. You know, back to training when the league will resume, when the league will end. Um, so a lot of those sort of uh, decisions around the squad and going forward. Uh, unfortunately, we will have to just. Uh, uh, wait a while before we fully apply our minds to to the situation, 
Um, so yeah, no final decisions have yet been made. Uh, that that will be done, uh, you know, in the future. All right, just to finish off the tweet uh, from Freddie Gozan saying that uh, a player with such presence, experience, leadership skills, a nonsensically defender, he says their defense is not doing good but still remains uh, on the sidelines. So I, I guess you would have answered some of that. It's not a case of the fact that he, he has dropped in terms of performance. It's a case of the other competition, as you say, Steve, that's uh, coming through and showing themselves. Yes, no, um, you know, players like Super Season Tetra has also had, you know, good PSL experience before and he's having a really good season. Um, you know, he's been really massive for us. Uh, Robin Johannes uh, also, you know, having joined us uh, uh, at the club, uh, he's also played a big part. But as I, as I said, you know, Morgan has played a massive role um, in many ways. Uh, it's not just on the field. The matches that he's played, he's done well for us. Uh, but a lot of work is also done at training. Um, you know, helping the players, uh, teaching them, and uh, he's part of our leadership group uh, of, at the club uh, and is helping us, you know, uh, go forward. But uh, Morgan has still got uh, football in him. Uh, he's still a quality defender, and, and uh, we'll use him, uh, you know, when, when we need it, most definitely. I thought one of the key games that you had this season, and it was a tight game, not not a high-scoring game at all, uh, Steve, was the one against Supersport United where you got three massive points out of them. H- how would you rate that game, uh, given just how Supersport United as an entity, whether it's, it's playing for in a cup competition or playing in the league, they've just shown themselves great resolve, top three type of performance? Um, yes, uh, Robert was a massive uh, performance and a, a great Big three points for us. It, it, you know, we had some difficult matches over that period to play, um, and uh, yeah, we were we were really good on the day. I thought we applied ourselves really well. They, um, you know, they also had a good game. It was it was a really tough and, and close encounter, um, but fortunately, we were able to to get a goal. Um, but yes, I must say the last 15, 20 minutes of the game was was desperate uh, defending by us to to maintain our. Our lead, they've got some really good footballers, good quality players, and they applied a, a lot of pressure on us. Um, but fortunately, we were able to see it out. And, um, you know, to have, to have beaten a team like Supersport, uh, to have beaten a team like Orlando Pirates, um, you know, those are sort of small milestones in, in the bigger picture and the long journey that we are on. Um, it, it, it does show that we have the capability and ability to, to compete. Um, it's just the consistency levels that need to improve um, on, on, a, on a weekly basis. Um, but I think we are getting there uh, with a squad that we have now. It's, it's really solid, experienced uh, players uh, with a lot of young players coming through the system, um, which I think will bode well for, for the team going forward. What a gutsy performance. Uh, I remember counting about three yellow cards. Ryan Moon's got a yellow card. There was Singala who got one, and he got a goal as well uh, in that game. Matsi also uh, got a yellow. So it, it kind of shows you the kind of performance where it's a rock of all ages type of performance where you're not wanting to, uh, to, to let anything in, in, the, you know, in defense. Uh, I just thought solid performance all around and those individuals that I've just mentioned now. Yeah, no, thank you, Robert. Uh, the players have shown great commitment throughout the season. Their, their, their focus and commitment to the club has been uh, massive. Um, I've always been a, a firm believer in, in, in character and personality of players. And, you know, I always uh, inspire and request and ask of my players to, to play with personality, play with character. And we have some real stalwarts uh, in that regard. You know, people like you just mentioned and Paul Matsi. Um, you know, he's just a really great professional footballer who gives his all every day and, and at training and in every match. Ryan Moon is, is you know, he, had, he was at, at Chiefs, but uh, he's still young, growing, learning. 
Um, you know, there's a lot to come from Ryan, but uh, what's impressed me a lot about Ryan this season is his work rate uh, and his desire to be successful, his desire to win. You know, as a number nine, he's still prepared to get back, track back, make tackles, um, you know, defensively solid, airily. Um, so, yeah, he, he's added a, a lot of value to the team. Yeah. Can you imagine eh, what would have happened? Because if I remember correctly, he, he went to Mansburg College on a rugby scholarship, old Ryan Moon, and, and look at where he is right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> change yes. of fortune completely, and you wouldn't say that he would be featuring on the football field, but he's done ever, ever so well. I believe lots of uh, voice notes, though, Steve. Uh, you're a very popular man. Let's hear what South Africans have to say or ask of you. Good evening, the Rob and the coach there in studio. It's Isaac here, uh, the quick one, Mr. Marawa. Uh, since well, they are the first comers here, uh, you know, first season in Premier League from Athlete Africa. What is the ingredient that he had for the boys to perform like they are doing right now in the PSL? Since well, they are, they are performing like, you know what, better than the other teams who've been struggling for relegation for about three, four, five seasons consecutively. What is his best secret ingredient that he's using there because i see them not being relegated thank you evening rob good evening to mr steve barker i uh, speaking at the uh, steve can you please ask uh, mr steve uh, was his job under threat we had dreamers that uh, his job was under threat and that he was going to be sick and that norman mapisa was going to be considered the at stalambush united so was he going to be fired um you know in december uh, thank you very much, Rob. Hi, hello, Robert. Uh, it's Andy Leon uh, and Gravendane, Cape Town. Uh, can you ask Coach Steve why he's not playing um, Ryan Moon? Because I believe he's, he's a big player for, for, for Stellenbosch. Thank you. Yeah, what's up, Rob? Nando Kulian, Posa Jones. Steve Parker. He's one of my favorite coach at Pemzans. So when Kelung Buzeluguti in Gabasbona in Manchester City in the making, uh, with the resource they have and the training facility they have, and Kelung and Jay, from now on going forward, what's their plan? Because I think they are deserving better because they have all what it takes to be the top team. Going forward, Manchester City and all those teams which are well resourced. All right, nice one. Thank you so much for all of those questions. 0605842250. Quick catch up with Stevie Barker, is the head coach at Stalin Bosch. FC. Now, when, when you look at Stelis, and, and Isaac was asking a question here, um, Coach, uh, saying that, what is the ingredient for the kind of performances that you've been putting in? I would imagine, though, that the, the latter part type of performances. Um, Rob, uh, I think uh, one of the key ingredients uh, at the club is, 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 is the stability at the club. Uh, number one, um, you know, the personnel that I've, I've, I've been able to employ at the club uh, are all uh, from, you know, physios, biokineticists, uh, coaches um, are really of a high caliber. But if, they, if I have to put my finger on one uh, area that, that has made us successful is, is the work ethic that uh, I demand um, and that the players demand of themselves. Um, they take accountability for, for, for their actions and their performances. 
Um, so I do think if, if there's really anything that I put in, uh, I always believe that a Steve Barker coach team is, is always hard to beat. Um, you have to have that uh, mentality that, uh, you know, you, you don't just roll over. If you, a team has to play well uh, and create uh, really good goals to, to score against us. Um, so I think our work ethic this season has just been of, of a really high standard. And it has shown in certain games. Um, and hopefully we'll continue to, to be going forward. And then obviously it's it's, it's also just, uh, you know, improving the squad in every window. Uh, every six months, uh, uh, our aim is to improve the squad. Um, and if we can do that over four or five uh, transfer windows, um, then I believe we, we can start challenging uh, at the top end of the league. Um, but it'll take, it'll take time. Uh, you don't just transform uh, in, in six months or one season or 18 months for that matter. It takes a while before we can get a team that we believe um, can be consistently, you know, at the top end of the of the table. And that kind of answer that you've given me lends itself to what Steve was also asking, saying that was your job under threat during that December period because he heard that there were rumours of Norman Mapenza coming through to uh, take over your job. Uh, Rob, you know, in, in this game, there's always rumours and, uh, you know, there's always speculation. Um, the club had a, a five-year sort of plan when, when they bought the... Uh, uh, the Stellenbosch Academy of Sport bought the club um, beginning of, of last season. Um, the five-year plan was to be one of the strategic objectives is to be a, a successful PSL team. Uh, a successful PSL team is a team that, that you know, is, is solid, challenges for trophies on a regular basis. Um, and that was a five-year plan. So, you know, we achieved that within one year. We got promoted. Um, and uh, my sort of management um, know and understand uh, are very supportive that uh, it, it's a project that's that's in place, uh, and that there will be hurdles and there will be obstacles on the way. You know, we we brought 18 players from the national first division with us, promoted the team. They, you know, there's a lot of young players that are, are still learning, still growing, still developing. So uh, everyone knew that there would be obstacles and challenges throughout the season, um, but the backing of, of 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 my management has been there all along and will always be, um, as long as we uh, as a technical staff are are producing and doing what we need to do, they, they fully understand that it's a process that takes place. So there was no threat um, of my job at all. Um, I speak to my CEO on a regular daily basis, and uh, from day one it's just been support all the way along. Um, and yes, uh, hopefully you know that that will continue and uh, we will achieve our objective um, of being a successful PSL club. Four-year contract, eh? Uh, yes, Rob, yes. And that's still intact, and there's no... There's no altering that. It looks like a professional setup. They, they're not just going to fire you where you wake up one day and you find that there's a coach that's come through to replace you. I mean, it's, it's not that kind of club, is it? Uh, no, Rob. Uh, you know, they, they, they're sort of prudent in, in, in the way they do their business. They, they've been involved with, um, you know, Saracen's uh, rugby club. Uh, they're also involved currently with the Blue Bulls uh, rugby franchise in the past with Western Province. Um, so, you know, they understand what it takes and, and, and what you need to, to, to get long-term success, uh, long-term sustainable success. Um, you know, it is something that you, you, you can't buy success. Uh, you have to work towards that. Uh, and it's a journey that one uh, undertakes, and it's a journey that everybody's on that same journey, um, you know, from, from the owner to to our chairman, to the CEO, to, to myself, to the players, uh, to our junior, our under-12 player. Uh, you know, we all this, we're in this together, and uh, we understand that uh, it's a process that needs to take place, but uh, we definitely are on the right track. Uh, we're heading in the right direction, and uh, yes, I'm looking forward to, to the 
the resumption of this league and uh, even more looking forward to, to the future. There was a question around Ryan Moon and him not playing regularly. And if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, the last two games, you mentioned Stellenbosch versus Sundown, Stellenbosch versus Maritzburg United. Uh, he might have been substituted after just over an hour in the, uh, in the, in the second-to-last game, and then he lost the, the 3-0 against Maritzburg United. But do you find that he's not being used as regularly? Um, look, Rob, again, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of talented uh, players in that position also. Uh, in our last match, uh, you know, we played with two two young uh, Ashley Dupria and Aleto Skellum uh, with Ovidi Kariri in, in a front three. Um, and Ryan is, is, again, you know, very similar to, to what I said earlier about Morgan. He's, he's had a massive impact at the club. He's, he's doing really well. I believe he's going to become a, a really top striker in this country and then challenging for, you know, top goal scorer in, 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 in the future. Uh, he unfortunately started the season a little bit on the back foot. He had been sort of trying to get a move overseas and uh, sort of missed a large part of the preseason. Um, and when you miss a, a whole sort of preseason, it, it, it does take time for you to get really back to, to your full fitness and full sharpness, uh, of which Ryan did do and caught up. Yeah, but from a tactical point of view, sometimes, you know, we, we do make changes and, and use different plays for different matches. Um, again, Ryan, for me, one of the best aerial uh, headers of a ball in, in the country. Uh, he's, he's really, you know, impressed me with, with that ability. He, he's, a, he's a good player, good, good presence, great attitude, good character. Um, and he's going to have a really good career with Stellenbosch. All right, let's uh, leave the one for the plans going forward to last. Um, I wanted to quickly touch on your goalkeeper, Boyd Diong, who chose to go back home uh, just prior to the shutdown or the lockdown of COVID-19. Um, is that what, with the fact that if, when everything's back to normal, if ever we get there, does he come back or has he taken a decision uh, to go back home permanently? Uh, yes, uh, Robert, was, uh, it was discussions that we had with the player at the time. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty uh, at the time. Europe was sort of uh, uh, on the back foot, as maybe one can put it, uh, regarding the virus, uh, especially in, in the Netherlands at, at some stage. So he's got a young family. He's recently he got married in December and he's got a young daughter. Um, I don't think she's even a year old yet. Um, and he was... a bit concerned uh, with the lockdown, that impending lockdown and flights that are going to be perhaps cancelled. He wasn't sure when he would be able to go back home. So a lot of that uncertainty, um, him and his family sort of came to the decision that they felt it would be better for them to be back in, the, in their sort of homeland. Um, and he sat with us and we had a good discussion around it. Um, and yeah, sometimes in these times, uh, football takes a sort of secondary thought uh, when it comes to sort of uh, family and, and your future and uh, you know, looking after your family. So, you know, he felt that he needed to go home and be with his family back home and take his family that's with him here. So, uh, you know, we supported that decision. Um, so, yeah, we basically reached an agreement for him to be released from his contract. Also not easy, though, when Lee Langefeld has been having the kind of season that he's been having. Um, yes, you know, obviously that, that may have played a part in boys thinking, you know, uh, it, it's not easy when you, you, out of, you know, your own country and, and you maybe, you know, you have this whole sort of pandemic taking place and, you know, at the same time you, you, you're not starting. So you probably feel that, uh, you're not going to be letting the team down as much if you do make that decision. So, uh, again, boy, you know, started the season for us was really good for us had uh, many games where he kept us in games, uh, won us many points, uh, 
But yeah, Lee kept on putting the pressure on and, um, you know, we gave Lee an opportunity and he's grabbed it with both hands. Wendy Lemdana on Twitter says this lockdown break would definitely help the team to reflect on their strengths and their weaknesses to prepare for the continuing season. He says, yes, the team hasn't been scoring goals as they should, but there has been a glimpse of a solid improvement all round. 060584-2250. We are chatting to Stevie Barker. He is the coach of Stellenbosch, and he is the guest as we do a lockdown catch-up with him here on Reaction Monday, Lockdown Monday, whichever Monday you want to chat about. Let's go back to those voice notes. Good evening, Mr. Robert. I just want to ask Mr. Parker, is it difficult to play against smaller teams, so-called smaller teams, than the big teams? Because most of the time, when they play against big teams, they come to the party. So I just want to know, uh, what's, what's, the, what's, the, like, what's the drive? The, what's the difference in motivating the players between such games? Thank you, sir, for the good show. Good evening, Rob. Uh, this is Rasta24 out in PE. Uh, to coach uh, Mr. Barker, yes, you started on the wrong foot when you started the season, but uh, on the way during the season, uh, the boys played well. Uh, I think you deserve to be on that number 11. Hopefully, come the end of the season, it will be on the top eight. Uh, Stellenbosch and Chippa United uh, keep on working hard coach you deserve to be in the PSL not on the Mvela League make sure you, the boys don't go back to Mvela League because now they started to play good football thank you Rasa24 PE Chippa United supporter uh, good evening Rob and also good evening to coach Steve Buck uh, coach just one question for you uh coach uh your former player the the young boy zungu do you think was he ready for the move to to paris because this was just this first season um would you say formal again thank you rob hi robert uh you are speaking to it's still here in uh, cape town in haderfeld um can you ask the coach this question um Stellenbosch fc is owned by one of the richest uh, um, owners in africa um is he really supporting in terms of pumping the money so that uh, the coach can buy the players he he wants because uh, since uh, the team has been promoted i haven't seen uh, the maki players been signed by the team can you ask him that question please thank you very much robbie you are doing a good job we love your show very very much uh, hello hello robert uh, this is peace man yeah can you please ask a coach for me, what was the, the motive behind of signing uh, Nathan Sankala, bringing him down from um, DRC and the big team on the continent, TB Masenda, coming down to Stelis. Um, and the other question is, can you please ask him, if we, 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 we're going to see more, more big signing uh, uh, this coming season, because Stellenbosch has got the owners who have got a lot of money as they say so can you please ask a uh, coach uh, those questions thank you Darob. with a good show as always 
Thank you. Thank you so much indeed. Lots of voice notes. Who would have ever imagined the popularity of Stellenbosch FC uh, across the country, right? I'm sure you're equally shocked though, Steve, eh? Yeah, no, it's nice to, uh, you know, uh, when uh, I was driving in my car one day, Rob, I must tell you the story. Um, and we, we got promoted and my daughter said to me, Dad, but can't you change your the name of your team? Because uh, at school, when I tell my classmates that my dad's uh, team got promoted to the PSL, um, and, and at Stellenbosch FC, uh, the boys would laugh and say, but Stellenbosch is a town, it's, it's not a team, you know. Why aren't they like uh, Stellenbosch Pirates or Stellenbosch Chiefs or something? So, you know, I said, you know, a, a town like Stellenbosch, you know, one uh, traditionally and historically, you know, to have a team, uh, you know, which is very sort of the town is uh, many Springboks have come out of the town. It's a, it's a huge rugby sort of fraternity, uh, Marty's rugby. So to have a football team from Stellenbosch is, is really massive. Um, and it's good to see that, uh, you know, the club is getting out there and uh, we're getting good exposure and, um, you know, we, we are finding our, our feet and uh, we're getting on the map. Yeah, maybe it just uh, leads on to the question that was asked by Silo then uh, while we're talking about Stellenbosch saying that it's owned by a, one of the richest men, not only in Africa but the world, I suppose, uh, Mr. Rupert. Um, and he says, is he pumping in the money into the club from what you can see so that you can get the so-called marquee signings? <laughs> um, Rob, uh, no. Um, Mr. Rupert invested in the team and obviously, you know, acquired uh, and, and purchased the team. Um, but uh, we, we run the club on, on the grant that we get. Uh, we have a sponsor from Rama, um, our front of shirt uh, sponsor. And uh, we run the club on, on those finances, um, you know, and that, that is the way we will continue to do it. Um, as I said earlier, we, we're not wanting to just pump money and try and buy success. I think uh, the, the club, one of the main uh, strategic objectives uh, to buy the club was also, you know, besides being a successful PSL team, is, is to add value to the community. Um, you know, the Cape Winans hadn't had a professional uh, club uh, ever so um, you know it, it, it is also a, a club that we want to develop homegrown talent um, not only in Stellenbosch but throughout the Winelands region um, so just you know to, to answer that question uh, money is not going to be thrown at the, at the club uh, it hasn't and, and will not um, we just got to continue to, to do what we do on a daily basis uh, and, and achieve success through hard work uh, doing business the right way and then being prudent about how we bring players and, and the type of players that we bring to the club. Um, you know, I cannot speak for three years down the line or five years down the line what may happen, but uh, currently, um, you know, we we just uh, running the club on, on, on the grant uh, that the league gives us. Was Zungu ready for the Pirates move? Um, Rob, uh, football-wise, technically, yes. Um, I, I think uh, his biggest challenge, and I had a good chat with him before he left, and uh, we do still keep contact, um, is just, uh, you know, mentally, uh, Pirates is a big club. Um, you know, it's, it's just mentally handling the situation of, of competing with, with players every day, um, you know, that are of a very high level. Um, but there's no doubt that uh, in footballing terms and his technical ability, um, he it, it is the right time for him to go. Um, it's just for him to be, yes, you know, psychologically and mentally handling the pressure uh, of being at a club uh, at Pirates and then performing uh, every day at training. Mm. But I'm confident uh, that uh, you'll do well. I know that Rasta called it Timvela League, uh, but it, it is now the <laughs> Glad Africa Championship. Uh, but he was he was hoping that 
your team, as well as the team that he supports, which is Chipper United, uh, don't drop down to uh, the lower division. I mean, you're currently sitting on 11th spot. You did drop a, a spot after your game against Sundowns, uh, as you rightfully said at the top there, but it is very tight. What's your prognosis as you look at the possibilities? Um, I think right at the beginning of the season, um, you know, we set ourselves a target of, of, of achieving a minimum of 33 points. Uh, which we felt, uh, you know, would be sufficient uh, to 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 maintain our status uh, in the league, uh, and use that as a platform and a foundation to, you know, every year to improve uh, on our points tally. Um, so yeah, I still believe we are on track uh, to achieve that. Uh, we have the four matches, uh, six matches still to play. Um, so yeah, that that's that's sort of uh, where we want to be. Obviously, that that's a minimum. Um, if we can get closer to to the 37, 38 um, mark, then hopefully, you know, we we may squeak into a top eight position. But uh, first and foremost is, is just to ensure that uh, um, you know we achieve our target we set ourselves at the beginning of the season. Chat to you until the end of the show, uh, but I am so glad that you took a bit of time to catch up with us. I want to thank you so much indeed for chatting to us on Mara Sports Worldwide. Um, you know, use the break that has come through. Uh, stay safe, uh, and I hope the family stays safe as well. And it's uh, always an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Uh, thank you, Robert. And uh, to yourself, be safe. Uh, and then to all your listeners also to be safe. Um, and we will we will pull through this. We will have football back uh, in our sort of lounges uh, on, at stadiums. Uh, you know, when, I don't know. But, yeah, just, uh, just want to wish everybody um, to be safe. Oh, love the conversation. Steve, I can tell your passion is right there and never, ever will wane. Thank you so much. And as I say, Steve Barker joining us right here on Marrow Sports Worldwide.